Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hello. And Ski. Hello. And today we're going to be going over season weird, four. weird, right? Like I said that weird. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it, if, of course. had you let it go, I think it would have been unnoticed. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah point that out then. <laughs> right. Don't want anyone to miss it. Yeah, of course. I mean. I think the, um, like, our introductions mm-hmm. are like in the top three most awkward parts of the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What would be the other two? Uh, the body and the closing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, it's good that it's got a hierarchy. So the least. Where would you rank it? So the least awkward are like our the little piano intro at the beginning from my cousin, <laughs> exactly. and then the and actually I would say that my clip my very ending thing the thing comes after uh-huh. is even more awkward, and I need to update it to include the uh, uh-huh. the Instagram yeah. you know page as well, but. Uh-huh. I haven't gotten around to it at this point. Yeah. But anyways, today we're going over season four, episode nine, uh, Scared Straight. Mm-hmm. And normal format, Ski doing our recaps mm-hmm. with uh, Brent and I giving our, you know, I don't know, quips as we go along. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll name our MVPs mm-hmm. and our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake yep. at the end. And may I say those quips are as golden as the girls themselves. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ski's doing the play-by-play and we're doing the color commentary. And <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I did have a couple little, uh, you know, interactions to update oh, on, nice. but actually before that, mm-hmm. I was, I recently edited um, some of our uh, episodes, you know, these last few episodes that we had recorded, mm-hmm. and I realized that we had probably the biggest omission that we've had on mm-hmm. this show in, in the entire, you yeah. know. Say omission? Yeah, omission in the entire, you know, three plus seasons that we've done. Oh. Uh, because normally, you know, when we come across, especially like when Brent is doing an episode, mm-hmm. He talks about things special that happen on particular dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> Ski probably, so, you know, I think I mentioned before, Ski and Brent are friends through me because mm-hmm. um, I met Ski in grades, so I met Brent at work, mm-hmm. and now we're all friends together. But Ski has. Ski the has, Chinese finger cuffs that hold us together. Right, exactly. <laughs> no matter how hard you pull, you can't get away. <laughs> now, if you work together, <laughs> then you might be able to escape. But luckily, I know you two never will. <laughs> I don't know. Through the power of the union, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Union forever. <laughs> well, three episodes ago, I think uh-huh. Ski cemented the fact that he and Brent will never get that much closer <laughs> because. Oh, well, I'm concerned. What does this mean? Well, mm-hmm. normally we do mention if like a date happens to fall on something relatively important well the date for the episode that aired three weeks ago was november 19th mm-hmm. which happens to be brent's birthday mm-hmm. so yeah i honestly didn't know that well yeah, i didn't yeah. figure you probably would and i don't think i, I wasn't even paying attention because yeah. you know normally when you're kind of going into your spiel i'm looking at my notes for a second to prepare yeah. to comment as you're giving your little opening yeah. as far as writer and director and all that kind of yeah. stuff and so I didn't even notice it. So not mm-hmm. only is it an episode that Brent loves mm-hmm. that also features his favorite director, mm-hmm. but it also happened to air on his birthday. Yep. So not as so November nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So a little well, happy belated birthday, 10, 12 year old Brent, something like yeah. that. Uh, I spent seventy five minutes sitting here crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, somebody would acknowledge. I apologize it. <laughs> for my omission. It's fine. It's fine. So now. It's, you got the omission position. Right. <laughs> so. 
No, I, honestly, I'm probably the one more at fault because I wouldn't expect you to know his birth date, but I would expect myself to know both birth dates. And I did as soon as I heard you say it. I was like, oh, that's Brent's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I wasn't even paying attention when you actually said it during the episode. Gotcha. So anyways, yeah. so I, I apologize for that yeah. glaring omission. No worries. I appreciate that you still showed up today, yeah. even though <laughs> that's probably been stewing with you for the last month. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, I did have a couple uh, a couple interactions from some of our listeners to, to mention. Okay. Um, Angel uh, sent us a message. Oh, yeah. I guess there was, we had She's a little. the AMSR one? Yes, uh, or okay. ASMR. ASMR. Yes, and I think there was a little bit of confusion um, because she had a slight typo in her Twitter feed. I guess uh, her primary thing is her YouTube account. So okay. Angel's ASMR, you can look look for that on YouTube. She has quite a few videos with. Are uh, they all like the ASMR videos? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, lots of things with her, her cats. And then she has a recent one up. So, yeah, you might check it out if, uh, if you're interested in ASMR. But she had sent us a, a few messages. She had gotten, I guess, a little behind um, just because she had. Mm-hmm. I think she had a music festival or whatever that she went to. Nice. That uh, Do you know which one? No, I don't know which one. I just know that uh, she had sent a message at one point saying that she was a little behind. And I said, oh, I hope you're having a good time on your vacation. Mm -hmm. And she had mentioned that she was and that the festival was great or the concert was great. Mm -hmm. And I think the, um, I want to say the new kids on the block were one of the people that were featured in that. So anyways, Um, but she had commented on a few things that we had talked about recently in other episodes. And so one of them, she did think that your... uh, your suggestion of a cheese-filled pie was much better than cheesecake. Thank you. So she, she wholeheartedly agreed with you on that, that Thank we you. should go with that. Um, she also did feel, you know, I guess during these episodes when we talked about, um, you know, our, our one somewhat negatively tinged uh, feedback mm-hmm. that we had gotten. Yeah. And she said, you know, while some of our stuff can be a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, potentially offensive to people, if you mm-hmm. listen to it, you can tell that we're good-hearted people and, okay. yes. and that we're in the right place. And I appreciated yeah. that. Um, and Thank then, you uh, for that. yeah, absolutely. And she uh, said to uh, can keep doing what you're doing, which is turning out a quality entertainment and warming the hearts of Golden Girls fans everywhere, and keeping wow. Coco's memory alive. Exactly, so, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coco's exactly. memory alive, <laughs> right? And I, I just said, you know, we we're very lucky to have such kind fans yeah, uh, or yeah, kind listeners as absolutely. her. Absolutely. And very, the, very oh, and she nice also words. wanted to throw in two congratulations on the on the grandchild. Oh, so. well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so we had that, and then I, so I <laughs> really appreciate uh, Angel as our one of our best listeners. <laughs> and then we also <laughs> did you have something else? What would you have done if, like, you know, he threw out a congratulations on his grandchild, mm-hmm. and then I immediately followed with up, followed it up with, oh, that reminds me, condolences on the loss of the grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you both. It's, it's been a hard time, but if Ski was a good enough, you know, like a straight man on that, where he could completely keep it together, and then we could keep going with it, that would have been amazing. But I don't think that. I, I mean, I don't think I would probably like Ski if he was that good at, <laughs> at not reacting <laughs> to jokes, but um, mm-hmm. that would have been fantastic had it worked out. Gotcha. And where, then we, where is Camden tonight? Uh, he is with his mom. Gotcha. And my daughter. I don't know if he was in Tennessee as well. Or no, they. Uh, she's going to actually. His uh, his dad plays. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Semi pro football. Okay. Which is that more in season? Like, yeah, well, yeah, he's actually in the playoffs right now. Oh, okay. Uh, this is his first playoff game, so they went to go see him. Go Topes. <laughs> uh, I think their name is Cutters or something. Sounds right. <laughs> the oh. Cutters? They have a yeah. sailboat? Like a sailboat? 
Yeah, like, I'm sure that's what it, I'm sure it's gotcha. not like, like, emo, <laughs> not like knives emo. are there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the Life separate, sucks. Yeah. The he plays sac- for the Gary Cutter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to do. I want to say this name. Though, I think yeah. They're playing the Sacramento Shivs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the uh, the winner of the the game gets to go against the Tuscaloosa Shanks. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the finals, it's the Columbus Coat Hangers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you got to use what you got available, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. What was the what was the movie? Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Is that mm-hmm. the one where she got beat with the wire coat hangers? Yeah, I believe so. No more wire hangers yeah, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> exactly. And that was Mommy Dearest, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So. That's right. I don't believe I've seen that one. I think it's one of Blanche's favorites, maybe. She or, may have mentioned it at some yeah, point. Um, can't remember for sure, but it, it seems sounds familiar. familiar though. Like yeah. I think I've heard of the title, but I don't yeah. think well, yeah. I mean, it's a famous movie. Um, yeah. But I mean, just the whole term "Mommy Dearest," it, mm-hmm. you know, has permeated mm-hmm. the vernacular. I'd say. Yeah. Um, basically based on that movie, I assume. I don't know if that movie's based on a book or not, but... It's a true story. Oh, is it? Yeah. But it's... Uh, I think maybe... I don't was know. there a book prior to the movie, I guess is what I'm saying? Oh, About the true story? Yeah, it's like a biography or something. That, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Anywho. Thank you, Angel. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, Angel. Yep. Thank you, Angel. And then uh, also we had a, a new listener, uh, Mario Herrera, nope. had sent us a message. Nice. Mario C. likes to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep on rapping because that's the dream. <laughs> it is the dream. Yeah. That's from uh, Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Oh, very nice. So if they can, you know, Planetary. take a moment. Exactly. <laughs> well, Mario is from Houston, and I guess he's been listening to us uh, while he exercises, and he's working his way through season two at this ah, point. Good on him. Um, He said, though, that uh, normally... He uh, will use that time to listen to. Oh. He's a history buff. Oh, nice. Sweating with the Goldies. <laughs> yeah, <very nice. laughs> oh, wow. You can take the rest of the night off. That's <laughs> um, uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, so I, I said, well, sorry that we're atrophying your brain, but, <laughs> but yeah. at least we're, you know, still there to help your body. So I guess to balance this out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shriveled brain, but tightened buns. Mario, <laughs> no need brain. We know what's really important Arms in life. Exactly. <laughs> America. Yeah. Um, Do you hear me? Yeah, what's that? Mario, no need brain. Arms good. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's our audience. Um. Golden girls. So. Fun, fun. I don't think we're I don't think we're atrophying anybody's brain to that extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have some history lessons in these things. Yeah, and you know, usually we'll deep dives, freaking mm-hmm. Florida well, man. Brent always has these odd little tidbits, um, especially yeah. if you're a music buff or movie buff. Brent, yeah. you've definitely learned a few things from Brent over the course. On the of, history of the dates. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back I, to freaking Greece and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what's on the uh, AP U.S. history test anymore, but if they got a question about Fess Parker or Alf Landon, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're getting a, not a perfect score, but <laughs> you get at least two right. <laughs> I didn't fit this in when I should have, um, I, or at least the, the conversation flowed a little too quickly, but my response to something Ski said is they used to be plums. Because you said history on the dates. Okay. And mm-hmm. I just wish I would have been able to slide that in, but it's yeah. in my head now, and I just have to get it out. So. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like I missed it. It's okay. But if I just leave it there forever, I'll, I'll regret it. Ski's so. always moving on before you can slide in your plums. <laughs> in fairness, you were the one who was moving too fast. Because <laughs> I knew where it was going. <laughs> oh, you, you knew that mediocre joke was on the horizon, so you were trying to hurry and cut it off the pass. <laughs> so the plums on your lips. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> not tonight, buddy. 
why I still took it anyway. <laughs> and did. I'll edit this shit <laughs> so that not only do I say plums, but you laugh heartily about it. <laughs> when you edit it, leave in the bit where I say, welcome, Mario. And I'm glad you're listening and that you're doing stuff on the treadmill. Yeah, fair enough. I tried to listen to podcasts on the treadmill and I just couldn't do it. So Did it not give you the, I don't know, the motivation or the the energy that you get for music or whatever yeah yeah although i did um the other day um i watched three episodes of the golden girls while i was on the treadmill very nice so um so i may try that again maybe next month or something well did you have trouble you know keeping it going with all the laughs oh no um because i'd watch them i'd watch the three episodes at home first um because on the treadmill um i can't have my glasses on Mm. so all i can do is hear them and I'm I'm listening to it, but I'm also just sort of formulating my own opinions in my head. Oh, I thought maybe you just said, listen like, to Brother, Can You Spare Me a Jacket three times in a row. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I got the laughs out of my system uh, when okay. I was watching him on the Davenport. Fair enough. <laughs> so after that, just like, yeah, no, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Logging that joke. Exactly. That one is now it's like, what can I bring to this Categorized. Episode? <laughs> I recall that. Right. I recall that. <laughs> So yeah, that's all the that's all the new news that I have for. Oh, there is one other small thing. Okay. I mean, kind of, it's it's momentous for us anyway. Okay. As of today, now today in our world, it's August fourteenth. So by the time you're hearing this, the numbers will certainly have changed. But we have officially hit ten thousand listens. Oh wow! Yeah. So nice. I was hoping that we might hit five thousand when we first started this total, mm-hmm. and now yeah. here we are. The, already. The last episode, the recap of season three, is the most recent one out mm-hmm. there. Um, and we're, we're not even halfway done with the yeah, exactly. uh, series. Yeah, and, and we're you know, still picking up steam. So, right. you never know. Maybe we'll end up hitting thirty thousand if it if all that's, continues to go well. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, yeah, maybe we'll hit twenty five thousand. But yeah. yeah, maybe thirty thousand. That'd be awesome. So, anyways, but uh, yeah, sorry, I did want to slide that That's extra right. little bit of. We should do that. Whenever we get to the midpoint, mm-hmm. we should all guess like what we're going to end up with for That's the final a good idea. episode. You know, and see who comes the closest without going over. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. So let's see, season four. We're on episode nine right now. Season four has. I think it's twenty still twenty twenty one. Well, and then do we want to also try no, to figure sorry, in? 20. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. Do we want to also try to figure in our playoffs that we'll have at the end, as well? Oh, like yeah. the totality of it. So we should wait till like the end of season four and then uh, tell we think it'll end up at the end or, or just a halfway point on the regular episodes. Oh, I don't care. Okay, whatever. Yeah. We'll make a guess sometime here in the near future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How many lessons we'll end up with when we record the final episode. It sounds good. All right, Ski, now you can go ahead and kick off your recap. Actually, I have a Golden Girl story to share real quick. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Besides the episode oh, itself. I, I have one, too, but you go first. All right. Uh, I was just over at my mother-in-law's house the other day, and I guess mm-hmm. uh, she watches a lot of the uh, uh, um, Hallmark shows with, oh, okay. the, with the Christmas movies, like, year-round. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess she says she watches Golden Girls every night. Yeah. Which I didn't realize she did that. You should go over there and watch an episode with her so you don't have to Maybe. watch the Russian bootleg broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do have Hulu now. Oh, nice. I have access to the Hulu. You got it wired mm-hmm. into the wall and everything? Uh, no, I use I watch it on my laptop. Okay. So <laughs> I guess kind of is the answer. But, uh, um, oh, she, she said her favorite uh, episode mm-hmm. was the one where Rose dates the, the little person. Oh, oh like yeah. Billy Barney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Or well, no, no, that's her dad. It's yeah. it's the doctor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan, Doctor Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't remember. Yeah, no, he it was PhD Billy. in Huck phonology. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't really because he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Doctor Jonathan, but I can't remember the guy's the name. Yeah, uh, has he? 
I've, been, I've seen him in several things. Huh. Now, I don't think I've ever seen him before or something. Yeah. <laughs> you do watch a lot of dwarf tossing, though. I do, I do. It's kind of your passion. He's probably, probably the uh, commentator. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the, the cable vision season pass. Right. <laughs> it costs, you know, a few cents more, but... Uh, <laughs> I like to think that it costs, it doubles your bill, but it's still worth it to you. <laughs> it doesn't half the bill? Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I can't afford the Hulu and the dwarf tossings. <laughs> Thankfully, my daughter will cover the bill on the Hulu, but. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have priorities. Yeah, she was. Oh, anyway, yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. She liked that one a lot. Very nice. And what was your story, Brent? Um, so I had two different things I was reading this week and they both um, sang the praises of uh, Nancy Walker. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Ken Levine has, um, he has a blog. I'm a big fan of his. And anyways, they, somebody had asked him about stunt casting parents or whatever. Okay. And he went into all of that. Um, but he said that as far as he was concerned when it comes to stunt casting parents, nobody had ever done it better than when they cast uh, Nancy Walker as Rhoda's mom hmm. on Rhoda. Very nice. And I was like, yeah. And then um, Norman Lear, who did, you know, Maud and All in the Family and all of those shows and everything, they were talking to him about, you know, his illustrious career. And they were like, you know, you've you've had nothing but success. You know, do you have anything that you regret? And he said that his only professional regret was the fact that um, he created the Nancy Walker show. And he's like, the fact that it wasn't a success Mm. um, still eats at him because she deserved that. And I was like, oh, that's really good. So two people singing the praises of Nancy Walker and, you know. They're just riding our coattails because we were singing our praises a month ago. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably what made it fresh in their minds. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. Like, oh, yeah, what prompted Nancy, it all? she was great. Exactly. Norman Lear sitting around listening to our podcast in a pork pie hat. <laughs> in a what? Pork pie hat. He always has on, like, this tiny, like, one of those tiny little hats or whatever. Like Polly from Rocky. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's doing a director's cut of Rocky IV. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and basically all he's doing is cutting out the robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's something that's just bugged him yeah. for the last you know, 30 <laughs> it's years. It's a creepy freaking robot. <laughs> Fair enough, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I thought if, when you said all he's doing is cutting out, that's going to be like the Russian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Anyways, but... All right, so do we have all of our little tidbits out of the way? You know, speaking of um, Rocky and everything, <laughs> right. I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, so like the uh, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. like he keeps making these Creed movies or whatever. Sure. <laughs> just, just keeps pumping them out one every five years. Exactly. And I was like, when's he going to finally get around to making the Chubbs prequel? <laughs> Like, wouldn't you like to see that? Just Michael B. Jordan getting his hand eaten by an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like it would be one movie. <laughs> like, would you then have movies of him trying to, like, would you have the movies of him becoming a professional golfer up until before he gets his hand eaten? And then I'd be like, Chubbs 3. <laughs> when finally we get to that point. <laughs> And then Chubbs 4 shows him as he's trying to adjust to life as a one-handed man. (laughs) Or maybe it it didn't happen all at once. Like, maybe the uh, alligator only got part of his hand at the end of the first movie. (laughs) And then the poster for Chubbs 2 is just him and his two remaining fingers held up in the air. You know, you could make a fascinating story about Chubbs because he would have been a professional golfer at a time 
pre-Tiger Woods when mm-hmm. there weren't very many That's true. black professional golfers. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you could definitely make a compelling <laughs> Chubbs drama <laughs> type, you know, sports drama type uh-huh. show. Uh, I don't know. You should really try to put that together and pitch it to Adam Sandler next time you see him. <laughs> you know, I, um, I don't have time to write my Chubbs fan fiction <laughs> just because, you know. Too um, much time with the podcast. Is what yeah, my, my Sophia Petrillo fan fiction mm-hmm. takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> Maybe our next uh, podcast can be completely devoted towards Chubbs <laughs> and the life he, he lived up mm-hmm. till and after Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't live anything after yeah. Happy Gilmore because exactly. he was dead well, by I mean, then. he's clearly in the sky mm-hmm. with the alligator. Oh, so then it'd be a right? story about the afterlife? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a buddy comedy of him and the alligator? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so. got my hand back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the number one thing that'll keep um, Carl Weathers from becoming a force ghost in The Mandalorian? <laughs> People don't want the chubs in their mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that would hold him back, yeah. though. <laughs> Not his lack of being a Jedi or anything else. I don't know. Maybe they had a whole different plan for him, but they're like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. If we go down this Jedi route with Carl, Mm -hmm. then eventually we're going to have this awkwardness Mm -hmm. of who's the real ghost. (laughs) Is it Chubbs or is it Force Ghost? Or is it the joining of the two universes? I was thinking that'll be the thing that brings them together. Do you think Chubbs and the alligator have a symbiotic relationship? (laughs) Well, I mean, have you guys heard of... uh, um, Ah, shoot, it's a... It's where things are bonded across uh, great distances, potentially. Hmm, I don't think so. I, I don't think a, I've heard of a that. A duad? Say what? A duad? Um, I don't know what that word means. Yeah. But there's a uh, it's, it's a physics thing at the uh, quantum level. Okay. Uh, I think it's quantum entanglement. Oh, okay. okay. Have you guys heard of that before? Yeah, I mean, heard about it in basically, Ant-Man. <laughs> okay, well, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically it means that if you affect one particle, mm-hmm. no matter where the other particle is, mm-hmm. it is affected in some way. Yeah. Like, they used to think that, like, there was a locality. Mm-hmm. Like, if I knock here, <clears throat> it takes you a moment to hear it because you're way over there, mm-hmm. you know. But for some reason, particles, they just instantaneously, they just know <clears throat> what's happened. Now, right. did you, did you <clears throat> though, notice when Ski asked if we uh, had heard of quantum entanglement, and I said, yeah, an Ant-Man, did you hear the condescension in his voice? And he was like, well, it's a real thing. <laughs> It wasn't meant to be condescending. Are you I'm saying just saying the, it is saying a real thing. Not? I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of embe- embellishment. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> really. I, I'm offended, Alan. Okay. <laughs> so now, now, now you're the victim. Yes. <laughs> See how it is. Oh, That's I had a question earlier. I don't want to jump back too far, but Creed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I thought the new movies were about Creed's son, not the not the original Creed. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is that true? I've yeah, not seen them. Yeah, no, you're 100. So right. I was going to ask if if uh, the original Creed, it's Carl Weathers, right? Yeah, yeah. Does he show up in the movies? No, or? he died. Okay, he died in Rocky well, cause, Four. Well, I didn't know if he was featured at all somehow. If they had like flashbacks or something. Oh, I don't know. I've not seen them. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I just assume. <laughs> Have you Brent. seen them out? <laughs> the Creed movies? Yeah. No, I haven't seen them either. Um, I just assume. I didn't think that when he said. I guess I didn't think that Brent was thinking they were prequels. I just assumed that you thought that uh, oh, you, could, I, you couldn't do sequels yeah. to Chubbs because <laughs> he was dead. So it would be like, you were just like, oh, I, exactly. I want to see him take on another yeah. Carl Weathers role yeah. or Carl Weathers inspired role. Yeah. Anyway. Or maybe, you know, he could be Chubbs' son, mm-hmm. you know. 
I like that. Like the way he's cool. Yeah, no, I know. I like that. He could be Chubby Jr. Right. <laughs> Chubbs Jr. Little Chubbs. Yeah. So you're going to start writing that fan fiction instead now? Exactly. <laughs> no, I think the prequel fan fiction is definitely a more fertile ground, but exactly. you can do what you want. I tell you what, you do a control F for Little Chubbs mm-hmm. in my fan fiction, it already pops up. <laughs> <laughs> with pictures and all exactly i'm doing my doodles <laughs> all right i'm done sorry no you're fine okay do you want to go with your recap now sure yeah okay. <laughs> half hour in so season four episode nine if anyone forgot uh titled scared straight uh the original air date was december 10th 1988 written by christopher lloyd and directed by terry hughes uh we open in the living room uh, we see Sophia laying on the couch, uh, acting a bit faint. She's like, oh. Uh, while Dorothy's in there, she kind of tidies up the room, if I recall. Right. Uh, and she's kind of just ignoring her mother's obvious attempts to gain her attention. Uh, finally, Sophia you know, calls out her daughter for ignoring her. And uh, Dorothy says, okay, fine. What What's wrong? And she tells her that she's going to be dead in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy responds, telling her mother that, you know, okay, then I'll scratch the Bengay off the grocery <laughs> list. <laughs> Uh, Sophia follows Dorothy in the kitchen uh, to explain that she had had a dream about her father, uh, telling her that he like he came out to her after you know he's been passed now for many years, and says you know I'm ready uh, now you can come, there's room for you. Uh, Dorothy uh, is not convinced by her mother's uh, explanation, but uh, Sophia insists that her dream is true, and that she'll pass away this coming Saturday night mm. in three days. Nine o'clock. Right. Yeah. Nine o'clock. That's important. Dorothy brings a uh, <laughs> looks like a flower arrangement or something right into the living room and Blanche comments on how nice it looks. Dorothy compliments her back, saying how nicely uh, Blanche is dressed uh, in anticipation of her brother Clayton coming to visit. Uh, Rose joins them uh, in the room and asks when he'll be arriving. Blanche says that he'll be there any time now. Uh, she suggests that uh, they oh Rose suggests that they put out the welcome mat. Mm-hmm. Blanche says, well, we don't have a welcome mat. But Rose then says, well, what about the one that uh, Dorothy says is at the foot of your bed? Yeah. Oh, that was a good line. Um, <laughs> although Blanche looked a little offended by it. I, I think that Blanche doesn't mind if somebody makes fun of her, you know, um, promis- promiscuity to her face. Mm-hmm. But I do think it irritates her when they do it behind her back. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I think mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that was actually one of my favorite lines. That was a good line, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Blanche invite. Uh, it's, it's her brother Clayton. She invites him in. They kind of shower one another with very southern-sounding uh, praise. Right. Uh, they all introduce themselves, and Blanche uh, helps them get uh, comfortable. Uh, they kind of go back to the back room. Dorothy comments that uh, she wishes she was closer to her siblings, uh, but did enjoy borrowing Phil's clothes. Mm-hmm. Rose asks if Dorothy liked dressing like a boy when she was younger. And Dorothy says no, but neither did Phil. Yeah, again, it's like, I feel like we must have known that this was coming, even though they really didn't touch on this at all in the first three seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Um, must have been a, a gag that they decided to start introducing yeah. a little later on, because I think all of us assumed, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, well, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. But no, I don't think we are wrong. Yeah. But um, I, There was one little line, and I looked it up to see if I could find anything Mm-hmm. that referenced it. And I didn't know if either of you two had heard anything because um, I couldn't find anything online. But when they were doing these exchanges with each other that had all the different Southern charms. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Dorothy says, uh, I wonder if they had a maid named Honeybee. Mm-hmm. Um, is that anything that you two are aware of? 
I so. think it just is a southern sounding name. Oh, okay. And she's like yeah. saying, you know, it's so cliche what they're kind of saying to one another. Mm. Like, yeah. uh, do you have anything written down that they said to each other? No, I didn't write any of that yeah. down. Just that I had written that down because I wanted to look. Because, you know, so often they have these little, you know, mm-hmm. referential things that yeah. they'll throw in. Yeah. And so I figured, oh, it must be, you know, a reference to like maybe a, a show that featured a southern family or something like that. But I couldn't find anything. So. But yeah, for anyone who's guessing, like, it was stuff like you're as beautiful as a rosy Georgia peach or something, yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I know Tom Petty had a song um, where he calls his lady honeybee. Oh, really? So it must be just a southern thing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but so uh, Dorothy returns home uh, later on in the evening. Turns on the lo- Go ahead. It's just anything like something sweet or admired. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she uh, arrives home, turns on the lights, and sees that Sophia has been sitting alone in the dark. <laughs> Uh, she, so she asks, you know, what are you doing? Sophia tells her that she was uh, conserving energy for those of you who will be alive past Saturday. Right. Uh, before she hands uh, her daughter some important items from her purse, she has, you know, because she has her come sit by her on the couch. She's going to hand her some things. Uh, Blanche and Clayton enter the room. Blanche notices that, like, uh, her silver locket is in Sophia's purse, uh, but Sophia snatches her purse back real quick and kind of exits mm-hmm. in a hasty manner. Yeah, Sophia did make a little comment when they came back in. She said, uh, oh, fabulous, Roy and Dale are back, um, <laughs> which I think we've discussed them before, but that's a reference to Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, who were um, a married couple for quite a few years, two country singers. So, Well, I think more variety show and slash country singing, but yeah, they were quite famous back in the day. Blanche explains that she had set up her brother on a blind date, something that she's apparently done before. Uh, he seems hesitant. But Blanche explains that, you know, he's been single for long enough following his divorce, and she wants him to feel comfortable being able to commit to people again. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Blanche answers it to her friend Lois from the museum. Blanche very quickly kind of hands him tickets uh, for a concert that started in 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, quickly ushers them out the door. Dorothy states that uh, she has never good with been, or she's never been good with blind dates in the past. Blanche tells her that she'll, you know, teach her a surefire way to uh, win a man over. I think she says there'll be putty in her hand or something. Mm-hmm. She sits next to her on the couch and explains uh, that you know blowing on a man's ear will drive him crazy. Uh, she then begins to uh, demonstrate this by blowing uh, Dorothy's ear. When Sophia enters and sees them in that weird kind of peculiar situation, and she yells out, "Couldn't you stay in the closet for one more day?" Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm going to be dead in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I that was a funny line because Sophia has, has talked about it in the past that regardless, you know, she would. Love Dorothy just the same, you know. If she if she did end up being gay, um, but uh, I thought that was one of my favorite Sophia lines for the episode. Mm-hmm. Change scene. Rose is now walking through the park and kind of runs into Clayton. Just kind of happens upon him. Uh, he explains that uh, Blanche is uh, way off on his type, mm-hmm. and things just didn't work out on the date. Uh, Rose says that they sat down for a minute, and she kind of watches reacting to people that pass by. She could figure out what his type is. Uh, they sit, and uh, she immediately says that she's stuck. Clayton says, well, you haven't even started yet. But she clarifies that she's stuck to some gum that was left on the, p- the bench. Right. Um, a few ladies walk by, and she can tell that he's just not interested in uh, their body types or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then a man walks by, and he kind of perks up. Rose laughs, thinking that he's just pulling her leg. Uh, but then he explains that he's actually gay and that uh, his marriage ended because he could no longer lie to himself. Yeah, I liked Rose's line when he when he walked when 
you know, he had noticed the guy that had walked by, and she said, Clayton, you're not playing fair. That's a man. That's a man, and you're a man. You're both men. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, know, I just really like that, uh, that Rose line. Rose asks if he's tried to tell Blanche, and he replies, every time I see her, but, I, but he always chickens out. Uh, Rose assures him that he, uh, she might be upset at first, but will quickly you know, get over it and accept him, which would improve their overall relationship. She suggests that he uh, tell Blanche tonight while he's, quote, got his dander up. <laughs> uh, back of the house. You think after he tells Blanche tonight, it seems like it'd be easier to tell Blanche than it would be to tell Big Daddy. Yeah, I would think <laughs> so. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, especially back then, mm-hmm. you know, Blanche, I, I would definitely think it'd be more accepting overall, you know, easier to tell than, mm-hmm. yeah, than yeah. A, an 80-year-old man or whatever yeah. Big Daddy yeah. would be at that point. But, I mean, to be fair, just two weeks ago, Blanche was compared to Anita Bryant. Yeah, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she says that he's 45 at this point, right? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, back at the house, uh, Dorothy and Blanche are watching TV. Uh, when Sophia comes in, uh, she tells him that she couldn't sleep because uh, she's afraid she'll have her death dream again. Mm-hmm. Blanche says that she's actually been staying up because she wanted to see uh, Clayton and ask how the date went. Uh, just then, uh, Clayton enters, shortly followed by Rose. Uh, she tells the girls that they uh, ran into each other at the park. Clayton tells his sister that uh, you know he things just didn't click with Lois. Blanche seems frustrated that he has said that about several of the ladies that she set him up with. Mm-hmm. Rose kind of prods him on the side and tries to get Clayton to tell his sister the news that they discussed that he's gay. Blanche seems uh, interested because she can tell something's up. But Clayton tells her that uh, when he saw Rose, they, you know, hung out and had a long conversation and uh, ultimately slept together. And then he uh, darts back to the room. <laughs> right. Uh, when Rose realizes what he just said, her mouth kind of falls open in disbelief and all the girls kind of look around at each other like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was weird because, you know, as we go on in the story, it doesn't seem like Rose makes any attempt initially <clears throat> to tell Blanche that no, we didn't sleep together. Like, granted, she, she's it wouldn't be to her go place. along with it almost. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be her place to tell you know, to out him. But right. at the same time, I still think it would be completely reasonable for her to be like, no, that didn't happen. We didn't sleep together. I don't know why he's saying that. I think she knows it's just an exercise in futility. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we know anything about the Hollingsworth kids, they're always making false accusations. <laughs> Justice for <laughs> Professor Cooper. Yeah, once again, you have different standards. <laughs> in, in some teacher, teacher-student relationships, you find it appalling. <laughs> Even in your own, own life, not your own personal, personal life. but I'm saying Dorothy and Mario Lopez. Mm-hmm bad <laughs> professor cooper and blanche that's okay i think mario lopez at the age he was in the show bad <laughs> if b arthur was still around and wanted to <laughs> <laughs> now i think what you said in the past was that at any age if a teacher and their former student oh, yeah, get together that that oh, power yeah, dynamic makes it not all right exactly, yeah but apparently if it's a current student and they're both adults at the time then you're cool with it well i think because the power, power <laughs> dynamic doesn't matter anymore. No. No, Blanche okay. That's his answer. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche was coming on to Professor Cooper. She was putting the moves on him aggressively. <laughs> she was not putting <laughs> aggressive moves on him. She was. 
you know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch thing. that episode again just to see. Well, it'd be nice if we got another watch or another listen. <laughs> the book tells us that man is spirit and flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, a story you told a couple episodes back from your real life would have definitely said if a man is spirit and flesh, you can't blame. <laughs> you can't blame the other former teacher. <laughs> but anyways. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I've derailed this enough. Uh, <laughs> but again, season one, episode twenty. If you're not sure what we're talking about, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, have a listen. High watermark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's only like forty minutes <laughs> to listen to our recap, so <laughs> it's a quick sure, one. I got you in and out on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change scenes. Uh, Dorothy is in the kitchen with when Sophia comes in and tells her, "You know, hey, what? Don't worry about the burial plans." Dorothy starts to kind of celebrate to herself that her mother has realized she's not dying. Nothing's going to happen. But Sophia clarifies, no, 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 I want to be cremated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can spread my ashes across you know, all three kids. But then she changes her mind and backpedals, saying that uh, Gloria doesn't need any of those ashes. She doesn't want to spread herself too thin. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think that sounds uh, commiserate with the way that... Sophia's kind of ranked her children in the past. Yeah. I would think if anyone was getting left out, it would have been Phil. I would have thought so, too. Yeah, because I think Big Sally would have snorted the ashes or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, I guess Gloria is the odd person out. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't see her as often or something? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe Sophia just doesn't want to be on the West Coast. Mm. When, you're, when your dad passed away, Ski, did he get cremated? Mm-hmm. So what did you end up doing with the ashes? Did he oh, have we a... we interned them. It's, it's a, they're buried. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that if that would be an awkward thing if someone didn't leave very specific instructions because it's like, how long do I keep these? Um, <laughs> and then yeah. did, did your next generation like, oh, those are grandpas. And mm-hmm. so I guess we should hold on to them. And these ashes here, they belong to your great-grandfather. So yeah. you need to continue. We enjoy them in a good tea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things that you just keep adding to it. Oh. Like when Ski dies and his ashes go into the same thing. That's and actually kind of a cool idea, when, honestly. When Camden passes, his ashes can go in there and like all the mail from the line. Mm-hmm. It's all down there. And then it's like, you know, sand art at the fair. <laughs> 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 well, they're probably different colors just because, you know, your diets. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's one of those things that like your diet, through no fault of your own, is just different than his. You know, no, so. I don't think the... Ashes, the remains of somebody are gonna vary that much in coloration. You don't think so? Not really, no. I mean, I guess I haven't seen human ashes in. I don't know if I've ever seen human ashes in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been at funerals where the person was screaming. I was at Ski's Ski's mm-hmm. dad's funeral, but I didn't like go yeah, and we, open up the urn to see yeah, what was we going were, on. We were passing around. Hey, who wants to <laughs> yeah. hold it? See, I just assume like if you ate a whole box of blueberry cereal before you die, <laughs> have nice blue ashes. Like, oh a blue man, that would be too cool though. <laughs> so if that was the case, what would be your last meal so that you well, could yeah, color your ashes? What color are you going for? <laughs> last meal we I had have, was we have a round table cake. here. <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry. Last meal I had was some birthday cake, okay. so I'll be blue frosting. <laughs> Alan, what color you want? Well, green tends to be my favorite color overall. I'm just trying to think though. If there's a, you'd want to have a food that you loved and yep. a color that you would be happy with as well. You don't like spinach? I like spinach fine. I like broccoli, you know, pretty mm-hmm. well as well. I like mm-hmm. asparagus. I like plenty of vegetables, just fine. But it's not like my last meal food. <laughs> like if I was choosing, this will be the last meal I'd eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I guess I'd end up coming out whatever the color of pizza is. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Um, so I don't know. I guess it'd be kind of a, a nice blend of colors, mm. perhaps. So. Yeah. Anyways, do you, do you have a food that matches both a color and a food that you like, Ski? That would, you know, be a good last meal to color your ashes with. Well, I don't. I love steak. Okay. I see. Like uh, we were talking, he was talking about booberry. I was thinking, oh, freaking cho- count chocula. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to have your ashes be brown? I, I guess. I was thinking a, a bright orange would be more fun, though. So for you, I think would we all agree though that having a last <laughs> meal you enjoy would be more important than having colorful ashes? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's somebody else's problem, right? Yeah. Separate your ashes from somebody else's. <laughs> so. Who do you think would win in a fight, Count Chocula or Count Von Count? Who's Count Von Count from Sesame Street? Oh, okay. So he's like, ah, ah, ah that's Count yeah, Von yeah. Count. I just I always knew him as I, the yeah, Count. I was, yeah, I always um, heard of the Count, too. Yeah. Definitely Count Chocula. Really? He's wiry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the Count has, you know, a posse of up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, but, you know, he also has One, a, one posse member. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I guess it depends on how strong the hand up his ass is. <laughs> <laughs> If it was a, a, a strapping, you know, uh, well, individual. If it was a young, virile Jim Henson. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if it was an older, cancer-ridden Jim Henson. Yeah, then I'd have to go with, with the count, with count Chocolate. Now, since Count Chocolate is a cartoon, are we going with Robert, uh, Roger Rabbit rules? How tunes can have all kinds of special powers in the real world? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess if you do that, then a puppet is definitely going to get yeah. destroyed by a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I still go with Count Chocolate because he has... Count Chocula with him. Whereas <laughs> 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 Count Von Count just knows numbers. <laughs> and I assume Count Chocula probably does too. <laughs> Do we ever see, like, Count Chocula, does he hang out with Frankenberry? And, and I mean, I think we've yeah. seen him on boxes together. I think there's been some sort of crossover promotions they've done in the yeah. past. So, yeah, I'm sure him and, and uh, are the they ghosts just friends and whatnot? Work, though, or do you think they hang out when they're not doing cereal box photo shoots? You know, they don't seem like they would have that compatible of lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, one lives in a castle. Yeah. The other, you know, kills young girls. <laughs> Accidentally, mind yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah. I used to wonder that as a kid. You know, I'd see those Fruit of the Womb commercials. And I was like, oh, what do those fruits hang out? <laughs> like, the, you know, there's the banana and right. the apple. Mm-hmm. Or the, the grapes and the apple and all that. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't comment about those, but I would bet that Booberry or whatever his name is would hang out with Count Chocula because yeah, yeah. that would that would mix. A castle with a ghost and a vampire would be mm-hmm. a perfect combination. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. so you think Frankenberry's the odd man out there? Probably so, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's one of those things that, like, Frankenberry, he takes the basement, Count mm-hmm. Chocula takes the tower, and then Booberry has the run of the, the main, main level. Four. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You pass through walls so you can get where he wants. Mm-hmm. Isn't exactly. there a fourth lesser-known one that didn't work out? Uh, yeah, like a girl or something. I don't remember if it was a girl or like a wolf or something like that. Oh, I feel yeah. like there was a, a fourth. I don't remember that. Yeah, member that that didn't. What would that flavor have been? I don't know. I don't know. Wolf's bane. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf's bane. <laughs> Anyways, so where are we at, Ski? Um. Uh, oh yeah, they're in the kitchen right now, right? Yeah. Basically, we're talking about ashes. Right. Yeah. So you know, she didn't want Glory to get her ashes. Uh, she, uh, Rose, then walks in. And uh, she sits at the table and tells him that Blanche has been giving her the nasty eye all day. Dorothy tells her that, you know, whatever happened between her and Clayton is not Blanche's business. Mm-hmm. Rose explains that nothing actual physical happened and that Clayton only claimed that they had had sex to cover up a secret. Uh, but she doesn't really want to tell that. She doesn't want to say it out loud, she says. Right. So she kind of leans in uh, to tell, you know, whisper to Dorothy in private. 
Sophia then hilariously kind of tries to listen in too, uh, but Dorothy pushes her mom's uh, head away. Uh, So the wolf was fruit brute. Oh, fruit brute. Okay. And then um, the mummy was fruity, yummy mummy. Okay. Yeah, I definitely remember the mummy now that you say that. Um, Fruit brute, I think the only reason I even knew about him is I think that there's like a Funko toy of it or something like that. (laughs) And what was the mummy? Fruity, yummy mummy. Hmm. Fruity, yummy mummy. Yep. It makes your tummy go yummy. (laughs) 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 He was around. Sounded sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a mummy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Exactly. Can't trust those Egyptians. (laughs) Exactly. Especially the ancient ones. Exactly. If they can age Brendan Fraser, they can age you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brendan Fraser has aged quite a bit. Yeah, he's, he's, so. he's got a comeback. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, a new Brendanaissance. Well, good good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Seems like a decent dude. Yeah. He's in that movie, No Sudden Moves, that I'd like to see. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't have heard, heard of that. Yeah, but. What's that about, do you know? Uh, it's uh, Steven Soderbergh. Real slow moving dude. Toro. Yeah, no sudden moves. <laughs> exactly. It's about a guy trying to get through the house without the ring camera going off. <laughs> gotcha. It's gotcha. about turtles. <laughs> and I both immediately said it's because their shells were so heavy. Uh. <laughs> so we were Short legs, too. Oh, yeah. The, there so. are actually some really sh- – uh, mm-hmm. I saw a video of the soft-shell turtle mm-hmm. moved really fast. Mm-hmm. Nice. So – I like to we think that she asked that you that as she was kicking a turtle down the road. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, so Elaine and I both immediately said, you know, because their shells are so heavy. But my thought was, you know, it's because they live so long, they're in no hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike us poor <laughs> mortals with the finite lives. <laughs> now, do you know if, like, box turtles and stuff live a long time, too? Or? I think they do. Yeah, like, I think 60 or 70 years or something There's like that. a long time. Yeah. Not quite as long as the big ones, like, yeah, but still. Yeah, tortoises are, like, yeah. over 100 and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah you might camp in a box turtle that turtle's gonna be eating your skull someday <laughs> oh i kind of want to get a box turtle just for that now <laughs> you gotta make that your dying wish yes. rolling around in your ashes <laughs> right yeah i don't want you guys to cremate me or bury me just give me the turtle <laughs> put me in the terrarium and like, <laughs> you know the turtle is a vegetarian right oh yeah but he'll come around <laughs> when my flesh is all he's got to eat you know mm. yeah He'll be falling off the bone. He'll be like, oh, delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was dark. Yeah. No, no, I think it's good, though. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from, though. You do seem to have the muscle mass of wilted lettuce. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> Sweat with the Goldies, you know? <laughs> I was hoping that you would. I like wilted lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he'd what? I was, I was kind of hoping you would threaten you. And be like, <laughs> yeah, more like spinach, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would have been good too because yeah. he loves Popeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been the reference I was going for. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sophia tries to hear the uh, the it's secret. It's go time. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorothy just kind of pushes her head back. Dorothy then turns to the group and says aloud, "Clayton is a hobo." Yeah, that was a, I thought a. Pretty funny joke. Not really. I don't. I, I mean, obviously, it's kind of it's a derogatory term. Yeah. yeah even back it then, seems it was unlikely a that Rose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I but, would. I would think Rose would not use that term. Yeah. That. That's what yeah. I was thinking too. I was like that. If it wasn't. If it wasn't a pejorative term, it would have been a good joke. Uh-huh. Um, or it would have been a pretty funny joke. But mm-hmm. it was unfortunate that. Um, yeah. And, and again, it, like you were said, it, very out of character. Like I can't imagine Rose leaning and over. That, like, yeah, I don't well, remember. To be fair, I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, I definitely thought it was it was the poor man's version of him being Lebanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
No. Yeah, but lesbian isn't a isn't a uh, pejorative term. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm I'm saying I was okay with that, mm-hmm. no joke. But it seemed like they went back to that well mm. and then just got its but, ugly cousin. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I wonder, like, would there be a way that they could have? Because it would. I, I can't imagine a word that you could, you know, change homosexual or gay. Oh, to, yeah. To, there, there, I don't think there was any possible way they could use that joke and have it be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they going to be to do? It's like, Clayton's a maggot? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have made it far worse. <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's no joke they yeah. could use that. Yeah. Well, in 88, I mean, I don't really know. Was homo <laughs> a much more common term as far as? I mean, it was a slur. Like, like, yeah, it was, it was a still, I thought term. it would still be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a slur in the 90s. Like, I don't think it's something where. It's not a recent thing that it's like, don't yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> right, or yeah. That's, that's what I was getting at. You shouldn't say that. Yeah. But. Like, I, that's what I was getting at. I don't think that. That's why I thought I was out of character for Rose. Because mm. I don't think she would generally like. Yeah, no. She's not a hate monger. I don't know. But in honesty, in, in the 80s. It was probably so common. It was almost kind of like when people would use the term retard or something as <laughs> if, you know, like, I don't know, we were just less less concerned about other people's feelings at that time who were different than ourselves. And so I, it was probably just very much in the in the public vernacular, even though it was a pejorative. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it would Still be looked at. Geisty. Yeah, it wouldn't have been looked at as negatively as we look at it today in, in 88. So. Well, See, I still think it was... It'd be frowned upon. I think it'd be frowned upon, but not in the same. Well, certainly not in the same level as today. But mm-hmm. I, I just think that I can't think of like a good uh, comparative now. Mm-hmm. You know, of something. Well, obviously, I don't know what words that are acceptable today. We're going to look back at um, mm-hmm. and cringe at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're probably way, trying to defend this a lot harder than we should. I'm not trying to defend <laughs> it. I'm just. I, I guess I don't know. No, no. I'm saying like the 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 age. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Shame so, on you, Christopher Lloyd. That's all I got to say. It was a joke that could have been really funny if they could have found a way that didn't use a bad term for it. Exactly. But he deserves better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Rose kind of leans in and tells her, you know, again. And then finally Dorothy understands what she was trying to say. Sophia, you know, says that, you know, uh, do I do I got not get to know? And and Dorothy says, no, I'm not going to tell you. Sophia says, all right, well, fine. I'll figure it out myself with mm-hmm. a few easy questions. Uh, right then, Clayton enters. She's like, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clayton enters the kitchen, goes to uh, get a drink from the fridge, I believe. Sophia asks him, you know, how do you like this Miami weather? And he says, it's beautiful. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks if he's ever been to Europe. He says, uh, no, but it's been a dream of mine. And then she asks, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? And just kind of gives him the peace sign almost. Mm-hmm. He says, two. Uh, she says, oh. Fine, good job, and kind of dismisses him to the living room. Yeah, you can leave now. <laughs> uh, he gives her a kind of a confused look and then exits. Uh, she then turns to Dorothy and says, the man's as gay as a picnic basket. Mm. I've never thought of picnic baskets as being uh, sexual in e- either direction. Yeah. I had not either. Me neither. I, I was confused by that. Dorothy uh, seems shocked and asks how her mo- mom Howard she knew. Dorothy admits that uh, she had heard him earlier singing in the shower and that uh, he knew all the words to send in the clowns. Mm. I will bring what a up depressing song to sing to yourself in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like I don't know. You think he was just standing in the shower thinking of Jerry Lewis? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it would have been like, but yeah, send in the clowns is just really not an upbeat song. That normally, like if you're singing to yourself in the shower, I think you'd be singing something to kind of kick your day off to a good start. And, Baby you know, elephant walker. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying to yourself when you're... 
getting getting prepared for the day. I will say Krusty the Clown, mm. another grown man, mm. knows all the words. And uh, the three dudes in the uh, train in the movie Joker. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you think that perhaps Krusty has a, a secret that he hasn't let on to the rest of the Simpsons? No, uh, she just said that, he, that was the only man she ever knew oh, okay. that knew all the words. Maybe she didn't know Krusty or those men in the train. She didn't clearly, but uh, they're they're out there. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's not so rare, Sophia. <laughs> so, we've got a father daughter dance next Thursday, okay. and the theme is um, carnival. And I have no idea what the dress code for that is. <laughs> like last year, the theme was um, like Western wear. Or oh, something. okay. So it was like dads and cowboy hats and stuff. I just imagine you going in dressed like Sophia when she was working at a chow wagon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess it was two years ago. It was it was before casting oh, out to the school or whatever. Well, probably pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the dress code is or what I'm going to wear. <laughs> well, Liam, my, my youngest, is not a fan of clowns. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I would imagine there would probably be other young people there that wouldn't like that. So, mm-hmm. if you were thinking about dusting out your dusting off your John Wayne Gacy outfit, then you might want to <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> keep it in the closet. <laughs> exactly. And I really hope that you dress like, uh, you know, like the – what do you call it? The ringleader. Yeah, uh, the ringmaster. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was all Helene and I could come up with. It's <laughs> just the ringmaster in the middle of the three rings. <laughs> what is that from? The, the ringmaster. Well, just the ringmaster, you know, yeah. in a circus. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, okay, I boys gotcha. and girls, Sorry, welcome I to the greatest show re- on earth. Yeah. I thought okay. it was a reference to like a specific. Oh, are you and Cassie could go dressed as like the trapeze artist in a unitard? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She could be a flying Grayson and I could be a chalk outline. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could be conjoined, <laughs> like like have like a uni, a yeah. uni shirt that kind of yeah. combines you both. Yeah, and you could just be like conjoined twins. Yeah, mm-hmm. she could dress like Billy Barty, and I could dress like Rose. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so many options. Exactly. <laughs> Almost endless. Thanks for brainstorming this with me. <laughs> uh, so we change scenes. Uh, we see Clayton enters the living room mm-hmm. uh, when Rose is in there uh, reading a magazine by herself. He apologizes for mixing her up in uh, his lie, uh, but says that it's just so hard to uh, tell Blanche the truth. Rose tells him that uh, she that he's selling Blanche short, and that she can be very understanding sometimes. Yeah, I really like the, the whole exchange here because she's telling him, and then Blanche walks in, and then she continues. So, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I'll just go for it, yeah. tell the little thing. So she says, "Now at times Blanche can be very understanding and compassionate and forgiving." Then Blanche walks in and says. Get away from baby from my baby brother, you cradle snatching, empty headed, two faced dummy. And then Rose follows that or finishes that sentence with a. Uh, and at other times, she can be a real bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rose uses bitch again in an episode or two here. Yeah. yeah two. That's some risque language for 88. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. And especially, too, you're having your sweetest character uh, <laughs> you know, throwing yeah. out the, throwing the, out the salty language. Yeah. yeah. I think her and Sophia are probably the only two who could use that word and still be endearing. Yeah, probably so. I think it just crosses a line with Blanche or, uh, or Dorothy. Yeah, you really need to be doing it for real dramatic effect with the other two, not mm-hmm. comedic effect. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think if you had one where they were having like a legit you know, mm-hmm. argument, then maybe you could throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if you're trying to do it for comedic effect, it wouldn't work nearly mm-hmm. as well for those two. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like it. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out what you're saying. Yeah, maybe so. I was going to say, like, it's one thing, like, if she's like, oh, and sometimes Blanche can be a real bitch, you know? 
ha ha, that's funny, mm-hmm. okay? But if it would have been like a homeless lady at the shelter who wouldn't give her back the jacket, oh. <laughs> it's like, give me that jacket, bitch. <laughs> that's a whole different can of worms. I still do like the, the idea that uh, they went around like after everyone was sleeping at mm-hmm. the shelter, and then Blanche found the jacket, mm-hmm. stole from the sleeping like homeless, homeless person. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. robbing from Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I almost wish she had the jacket in hand. <laughs> so I got it back. Exactly. And then, like the next scene shows the poor uh, homeless person out, you know, shivering. On that cold Miami night. <laughs> right. With a well, bla- black eye, Alan. <laughs> yeah, an aviator jacket would be very impractical for Miami in general, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Most of what they wear seems fairly impractical. Oh, that's true. Very mm-hmm. true. Uh, Blanche and Rose squabble back and forth a bit, and Clayton tries to interject. But uh, both of them individually shut him up. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Rose uh, storms away, saying that you know she'll be sorry when she has to apologize later. But Blanche says, uh-huh, well, I never will. So, uh, yeah, Clayton tells his sister after Rose leaves that he wishes she hadn't said that. Finally, Clayton tells Blanche that you know, nothing happened between him and Rose, mm-hmm. uh, nor any of the other ladies she, set, he, she has set him up with. And then he admits that he's gay. Uh, but she won't hear it. Assuming that he's only saying that so he'll, uh, she will stop setting him up on dates, but he insists that it's the truth, and uh, she's and says that he'll go and uh, for a while and give her some time to think about what he just talked about, kind of digest the news. All right. Uh, before he exits, uh, she asks him to look her in the eye and says, "You know, tell me that to my face." Uh, he turns around and says, "I think you heard me the first time, Blanche." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I guess we'll we'll I'll say this till the end. But yeah, I mean that that was a pretty typical Blanche response to these types of things that it we've did seen seem her very in the past. In character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we change scenes. Blanche walks into a bar and joins her brother, who's over sitting at a table by himself. Uh, she sees a basket of popcorn on the table and says it reminds her of a time they both uh, brought dates to a drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she adds that you know the movie date kind of evolved into a contest as to. Uh, who could fog up the car windows the fastest? Blanche says that she thinks he won, but Clayton says that she wasn't doing too bad since she was in a convertible. Uh, she mentions that uh, on days like that, it doesn't really match up with the fact that he's gay. Right. Uh, but he tells her it wasn't actually, uh, you know, fogging up the windshield. It was the uh, car heater that mm-hmm. did it for him that day. I was hoping he would have said it was because it was a Rock Hudson movie. <laughs> <laughs> Then just then a waiter approaches the table and asks, you know, what can he, can I get your sweetheart? Blanche snaps at him saying, you know, do not call him that. Uh, confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the waiter kind of hurries away. Clayton then tells her, yeah, I think he was talking to you. <laughs> and she kind of composes herself again. Uh, Blanche explains that uh, she's having a bit of trouble with the with oh. the news. He played the waiter previously. Yeah, well. he did. Mm-hmm. Steve, did he? Stephen Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen and Porter. Stephen and Porter came. Mm-hmm. That's a great name for a waiter. Yeah, it does work out. Sorry. Blanche explains that she's having a bit of trouble with the news as it feels like she doesn't know him anymore. Mm-hmm. But he assures her that uh, he's the same guy he's always been and you know, points out how similar they are to each other. Great looking, charmed, and irresistible to men. <laughs> Blanche realizes that they're exactly the same. Uh, Clayton tells her that uh, once he'd stopped lying to himself, life was better. And that being honest with her felt better too. She tells him that uh, she'll, you know, she'll get used to this, and you know, 
he's, she's even fairly comfortable already seeing them at this gay bar. Uh, he tells her, this is not a gay bar. But uh, she uh, tells several men who are actually sitting at the bar watching a TV or a game on TV that she would be, quote, very proud if any one of them dated her brother. Mm-hmm. Clayton uh, scratches his head at this point, and one of the men says that he'd rather uh, date her. Mm-hmm. Blanche turns to her brother excitedly, saying she's done the impossible. I converted one. Yeah. <laughs> now we change scenes for the last time. Blanche and Clayton uh, are getting back home, and uh, Dorothy or Blanche tells Dorothy to get ready because they're going to go out and celebrate his last night in town. Uh, she suggests that they go to Jose's. It mentions that the waiters all wear skin-tight bullfighter pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems quite interested. Right. And so she changes her mind and suggests, I think, Emilio's, she said. Yeah. Sophia enters the living room, uh, counting down her last moments, because mm-hmm. it's right about 9 o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Dorothy tries to convince her that nothing's going to happen. However, after uh, Sophia reaches zero, the doorbell rings, and Dorothy like, grabs at her heart. Oh, gosh. Sophia scurries over to answer the door, but Dorothy you know, grabs her arm and stops her, and then has Rose look through the peephole. Uh, Blanche uh, even uh, enters the room and asks who's at the door. And this is great. Rose turns and says, it's me, Blanche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that line. I thought that was pretty funny. But she specifies mm-hmm. she means the other side, outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia then goes to the door and answers it, seeing one of her friends, Mildred. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is there to bring her to a bowling night. She explains that she'd stopped by the other night and hollered through the window that now they had room mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were, you know, for the bowling team. And Sophia turns and says her goodbyes and says she's going bowling with her friend. Uh, well, one thing I didn't mention before, like in her dream uh, – her husband was wearing a, a bowler hat. No, yeah, fedora. fedora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her friend was as well. Yeah. I got to tell you, nobody's a bigger fan of investing a lot of effort into a joke that has very little payoff than me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with that being said, man, they went overboard on <laughs> building I mean, this that up. That was the whole they, B story. <laughs> it really, it really was, Yeah. It was all building up to this, and it just petered out. Wah, wah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because when the episode started, you know the name the name of the episode being "Scared Straight," and then Sophia thinks she's going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, is yeah. it going to be something yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. along those lines? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, they definitely was a a long road to travel to get. <laughs> to, yeah. You know, and you know, I'm a big fan of a fedora on a person, but it just didn't seem to work that well on that old lady. It didn't. It <laughs> didn't. She was just like the poor man's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, I like that. And don't they have? A uh, a record or uh, a message machine? I um, thought we had listened to it before. I think that they probably use it when it's convenient for the plot. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's one of those things. Is like she's like, I couldn't tell if you were awake, so I just yelled through the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that is a horrible messaging system. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's an old lady. Well, yeah. Mm. What are you gonna do? And so yeah, she's living to go uh, play uh, or to go bowl with her friend. Mm-hmm. Then Clayton enters the room again and says, "Let's go to dinner, ladies." <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. Rose tells him to, and then they walked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rose kind of gets a sad face and tells them, "All right, have fun," and then uh, walks into the kitchen all sad sack. 
Uh. <laughs> I mean, you say that as if she had no reason. Like, Blanche was a total <laughs> asshole towards her. That's true. He's not like, That's oh, true. look at that rose. She's being a sad sack. Exactly. <laughs> rose is like, I'll just eat this loin of pork myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dorothy points behind her, you know, signaling to... That was like Eeyore voice. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a good Eeyore. Signaling to Blanche that uh, she's got to go make amends and make things right. Uh, Blanche follows her into the other room and fumbles a bit, uh, saying that she needs to say two words, but they're the hardest ones for her to say. And Rose asks, you mean not tonight? <laughs> Which was also that yeah. good line. Yeah. Rose then forgives Blanche without even having to actually say sorry. She says that you know the mere thought that uh, the mere thing that she thought it was enough, since she's so selfish and conceited. Upset by this, Blanche tells her she had a whole speech planned in her head. But now it's ruined. Mm -hmm. Then Rose says uh, that she is sorry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Blanche forgives her, and they hug and make up, and that's the end. Yeah, I I didn't necessarily like that, um, I don't know, Blanche turning it around and getting an apology from Rose. Well, I'm not even sure she really tried to in this case. It's just her natural. Yeah, Mm -hmm. perhaps so. Uh, But yeah, I thought, uh, well, I was going to mention earlier, it seems odd. Like It seems like they've chosen Blanche generally to be the one who's like, Blanche seems like she'd have trouble dealing with something that's a little bit outside of her comfort zone. So we'll go ahead and present her with this issue, mm-hmm. and then we'll watch as she grows and changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's just, <clears throat> I think if you look between the three of them, I mean, Blanche is Southern Baptist, which is definitely more conservative than the Lutherans and the Catholics. Sure. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, so yeah, we had uh, plenty of guest actors in that episode, of course, uh, starting off with uh, Monty Markham. Uh, he played Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, 177 titles to his name, 139 of those as an actor. Uh, apparently he had 43 episodes on uh, Baywatch as Captain Dunthorpe, or Captain Dunthorpe, I don't know. Anyway, he also had a, a, an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and this is his first of two Golden Girl episodes. He does come back in season six as the same character. That's so cool. I'm looking forward to that. Does he bring a suitor? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll find out in two seasons from now. Neat. And then we had a tune in for that one, right? Um, Gwen E. Davis played Mildred. Well, wasn't he also the six six million dollar man or something? No, I don't believe so. I thought he was on. I thought he was. He may have been on the show, but he wasn't. Okay, he wasn't Lee Majors. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I looked it up on IMDb and I had that at the top, but I thought, oh, it looks. I thought at first it was him, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you're absolutely right, it's Lee Majors. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's almost as bad as who did I mess up a long time ago? I don't know who's like there's Lee Majors and then no, 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 Lindsay Wagner was the bionic woman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that wrong. But <laughs> you wouldn't but have no, guessed. No, I wouldn't it's have. like I know my Lindsay Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I messed up another one. Oh, oh. Billy Barty? No, no. Well, I did that too just now, but um, from 60 Minutes. What's oh, when you thought Mickey Rooney was. <laughs> related. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid sometimes, Alan. I wouldn't say that. Mickey Rooney with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, I really loved him in Iron Man, too. <laughs> exactly. Did you guys see Mickey Rooney in The Wrestler? Man, he's got range. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, in a so. good shape for that, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> really yeah. toned up. Exactly. Not any actor will grow three feet for a role. <laughs> <laughs> but some method actors, they really get into it. Exactly. <laughs> Agonizing surgeries. Mm-hmm. They put me on the rack. 
So anyway, we had five more guest actors. Uh, Gwen E. Davis played Mildred. Twelve titles to her name. Only Golden Girls. Nancy Pretty played Lois. Uh, Twenty-seven titles to her name. Again, Only Golden Girls. Sharon Howard played a woman. And uh, Derry Ferreri, or Ferrer, whatever, played man. Uh, nine titles and seven titles, respectively. Only Golden Girls. I think they're the two in the bar that yeah. talked to each other. And then, of course, as Brent mentioned, Steve M. Porter, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, with his second episode as the waiter. So mm-hmm. the prior episode, he's also a waiter. So apparently he has not had any upward mobility. He wowed his, him. Yeah. He's like, that guy says waiter all over. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so. so Brent, who was your MVP for this episode? Um, I'm going to go and give it to Mario. Mario? So, just, you, <laughs> you didn't, didn't care for any of the performances people in the show? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, Mario was taking care of himself. See, and his history you're, buff. And you're betting on Mario making it because he's in season two right now. So uh-huh. he has to make it through all of season two, keep listening through all of season three, uh-huh. and then, you know, come back for at least halfway through season four for him to even <laughs> get this shout out. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I think that's a little premature. But I hope Mario is still around listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope he continues through the catalog yeah, until he I, gets to hear your MVP vote. I do too. And if he doesn't make it, then again, a lot of buildup, no payoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, my MVP goes to Rose. I thought mm-hmm. she had the best lines. I, I like the fact that she, although she was surprised um, mm-hmm. momentarily by Clayton's you know, news to her, mm-hmm. she, she took it in pretty good stride. Even so. though she used a, a bad word? Yeah, that, that, that's true. But We never heard her say it. <laughs> yeah, and may- maybe she said, maybe she said homosexual, and <laughs> and Dorothy stopped listening yeah, right. after hobo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hobosexual, <laughs> hobo metro. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I still give it to Rose on this one. How about you, Ski? I also give it to Rose. Yeah. Uh, she was kind and helpful. Uh, even though she wasn't like necessarily yeah. the main character, I thought she drove the story forward. I will say Rose had the best line of the night as far as, you know, when she was at the door. She's like, it's, oh, yeah. it's me, Blanche. Everybody yeah, I agree. That. Well, I, I also really liked it when she was making the realization about, like, uh, he's a man. You're, you're a, a man. man. <laughs> you're both men. Exactly. <laughs> she also had the bit, it's like, you know, I'm glad I don't have to draw you a picture because I wouldn't know how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, she had a couple good lines. So, yeah, if I'm... Um, Mario hadn't commented, then I'd have given it to Rose. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Even though she did use a bad word that I have a hard time overlooking. Well, that, that, that's fair. So how many uh, slices of cheesecake for you, Ski? I gave it 4.5. I thought it was a funny episode overall, but again, like you guys said, I'm kind of not a fan of these semi-homophobic jokes. No, that, that's mm-hmm. a very reasonable. Yeah. Well, really, I think it was just the, just the one joke mm-hmm. I thought was in poor taste, mm-hmm. you know? Um, other than that, I thought it was all solid and everything. Um, you don't think calling him gay as a picnic basket was in poor taste? Well, or is it just because you I feel like I a don't... picnic basket is the most manly of all baskets? <laughs> yeah, it does I... hold food. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, cutlery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I don't know. I, I just assumed that was a reference I didn't get or something. Yeah, it wasn't really. It didn't seem pointed like it was trying to be, you yeah. know. Overly like, insulting. No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Five slices. Five. Yeah. I, I liked the episode. I thought it was pretty well done overall, but I did deduct. I was I was probably would have given it a six had uh, they not had the mm-hmm. the hobo joke in there. Mm-hmm. But I, I knocked it down a half star for that mm-hmm. or a half slice for that. So five and a half. Yeah. So Going I think forward, though, hobo jokes, I think I'll add a slice of cheesecake because I'm a big fan of those. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> is it's like I, I really like 
if it wasn't for the fact that it was a reference, you know, that obviously like she was mistaking a, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. hurtful word, um, then it would have been great. Cause yeah, hobos are always funny. Exactly. <laughs> Clayton has a bindle stiff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would have really been pushing, but anyways, yeah. but anyway, yeah, a, a solid enough episode, but not going to be continuing at the end for sure. So uh, with that, stay golden, Coco. Go topes. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.